Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put up big news. And guys, right before Christmas, if you love junior resources companies that are transitioning, from exploration production, Ubique is exactly what you've been waiting for, what you've been looking for, because they've got big plans to become a fully operating mining outfit. How are they going to do that? They've just pulled off a major acquisition that's going to bring production, revenue, and free cash flow in 2023. They're doing it via $20 million U.S. acquisition of a company in Namibia. Uh, this mine that's there. Uh, as potential for 10 to $30 million in annual cash flows. It's a lead zinc mine that was operating until April 2020, very successfully, but the pandemic came in, COVID-19 safety concerns shut it down, and the experienced management team at Ubique identified this valuable asset and grabbed it. It's got a mineral resource uh, statement that was updated in 2017. Here are some of the numbers. Indicated 710,000 tons grading over 7% zinc, 2 plus percent, 2.4 percent lead, 50 grams per ton of silver, and then inferred another 410,000 tons. I'm just kind of rounding off there. Uh, the project is maintained in a ready to restart status, which is great. And the press release we're talking about, Ubique receives Namibian government approval for the acquisition. Vil, welcome back, my friend. Thank you very much. Nice to be back. Hey, this is a great Christmas present for you big shareholders. Before we get into the details, just big picture, Bill, how happy are you and how happy should shareholders of you be today? Well, I'm extremely happy and, and it's been a long journey and, and it's a big transaction and, and it's been a very detailed due diligence uh, process of, of, sure. of the whole thing. And uh, we're very glad because the uh, approval that we got now from the Namibian uh, com uh, competitions committee was uh, unconditional and it, it's a final government uh, rubber stamp that we need for the transaction so upwards and onwards now it's uh, us to get our own shareholders approval on our AGM on the 30th of December we already have a firm commitment from majority of the shareholders so sure. we, we can almost back that in and uh, so now it's just uh, tidying the house and uh, closing the transaction on the first quarter of next year and and get moving. For a lot of people who are new to the story, especially a lot of fans that you have from previous companies you've been running, and you've done some great work there. I gave some numbers as far as the, the mineral resource statement and indicated and, and inferred numbers, but give us maybe even if you can, a little more flavor on how big of a project this is and why it's going to be so great. Well, it's a, it's a huge project for a small mining exploration company. Uh, it, it might not be the biggest on a, on a global scale, but we've got uh, very much uh, uh, good belief that we can uh, increase the, the, the amount of materials there and extend the life of mine considerably. Hence, uh, we look at it, this as a, as a great opportunity. Uh, we know that just on the current resource, the mine is very profitable, uh, especially under the current uh, price of zinc, lead and silver. Uh, the, the market for these uh, commodities have, ha has been strong and it's forecasted to be strong in the year 2023 20, uh, and uh, onwards. 
So we are very confident that uh, we've done a great deal here for our shareholders and uh, look forward to getting it back into operation. In a previous interview, in our last interview, you said it's got the potential for between 10 to $30 million in annual cash flow. Do you still yeah. feel the same way? Or those numbers still seem really reasonable and within reach? Yeah, there seems it seems to be in, in within reach. Of course, we we have to pray to something bigger out there for the commodity prices. We can always be surprised, but uh, today, yes, we we are, we are looking at this to be a very uh, profitable uh, outfit. And uh, prior to its shutdown, it's very important to know that uh, the mine was shut down because of COVID, not because it was badly run. Right. It, it had some teething problems. In uh, originally, they changed teams. Uh, shortly before it closed, and that team actually achieved to run it on on, on full production and uh, run it profitably. Uh, therefore, what we've done is we've secured some of the key people that was there previously. We've got the previous CEO as a, 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 a in our board of directors. We got the previous CFO. We got the previous COO. Excellent. So we, 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 there will be complete continuity of the people there and running the show, the, the, the mine and the equipment has been on a turnkey uh, care and maintenance, which means that, you know, in theory, we could go there as soon as we, we, we get the keys to the mine and start it up to mine. What we want to do is we want to do a little bit of advancement to the mill and the processing plant to uh, increase its uh, profitability. And, and this is all what the previous management had set out and put up as a wish list. So we just want to do it well and, and get, get it into uh, action. Uh, you've said uh, in a previous press release or in, the, in this one too, it's been maintained in a ready to restart status. And you just kind of refer to that now. Sometimes we hear about these deals, George Call Mining picks up a previous mine and we're going to, but it takes years to get it re-going. You're not years away. You're, you're a, a couple of quarters away, right? Oh yeah, this mine was uh, built in in 2019 and 2020, so or 18 and 20, and operated until April 2020. So it's all fairly new. All the equipment is there. We we are we are what we are doing is we are uh, what we say we're doing it better. We're just making it. Uh, we're doing everything that the previous management wanted to do before they shut down. And uh, so we, we, we have high hopes to have a relatively smooth ramp up and, and, and smooth operation once everything gets going. Ballpark, I know I can't pin you down to exact time naturally, uh, and you'd be foolish to give us an exact time, but ballpark, when what, what kind of timeline should investors uh, look for potentially for re restarting being in, full, being in full production? So we're aiming at uh, closing the transaction in Q1. Uh, and uh, so I would say in a Q3, we would see the first concentrate uh, being shipped out of, of, from the mine. What? Okay, that's a, uh, this is almost too good to be true, Bill. If we didn't know, you would think there's something up, but you've always been a consummate professional. You've got an incredible team and you guys have made an incredible acquisition here. So I don't doubt it for a second. And more importantly, not more importantly, but you guys are putting your money where your mouth is because management... You, yourself, you guys have actually been buying stock in the company, right? Yeah, yeah. we both took, uh, me personally, I took a uh, place, uh, part in the private placement that just uh, took place. Uh, and uh, our biggest shareholders did. Uh, our uh, chairman, who sadly passed away last uh, couple of weeks ago, took yeah. part. 
And so it just shows the management belief in, in the uh, in the project, both the management and the largest shareholders all took part in the last uh, private placement. And I think so, shareholders yeah. take note of that because in this year, 2022, this has been very difficult for most of the small cap market and price have come way down. You guys on the opposite, by the way, you're up, I don't know, 550% since, since you took over. But a lot of times you hear shareholders saying, how come George of George Com Industries isn't buying his stock here if it's so cheap and you don't see management participating in private placements, doing anything meaningful? The fact that you guys, I just want to make note of that for everybody. The fact that you guys, Ville, are putting your money where your mouth is, is, is really important, especially during these times. Let's talk about funding. Um, you know, no matter what, you're still going to need some money behind you. There's always the threat of, you know, dilutive financing. What, uh, what kind, what does your funding look like, especially in this tough environment? Uh, and what, what, uh, what are you guys aiming to complete there? Well, we did a small private placement now, uh, and we're looking at a uh, few options. And the good thing, which, which we look very positively on, uh, is when we started doing this, we looked at doing it in a uh, very conventional way of just raising money in the market and et cetera. But uh, we probably will deviate a little bit about that. And we're looking at uh, maybe further depth funding, which is very suitable for a project like this. Right. As, uh, it, it will uh, reduce the shareholders' dilution. And, and uh, therefore, because we are uh, very shortly into production, which means, uh, and we have, uh, we're in advanced talks with offtake partners. Uh, so we know that uh, all our material will be sold. Uh, and we are, we are in a prime position to get uh, an, an uh, affordable debt, uh, and which is always the cheapest way forward for a company. I mean, we always look at the, uh, the private placement and equity placements being the most expensive money. Of course, so doing more depth and uh, less equity is, is more uh, in favor to our shareholders. And that's another great sign, right, Vil? Because 2022 has been very difficult for small cap companies to raise funds in, in any way, whether it's debt, equity, you know, flow through, whatever uh, vehicles are out there. It's been very tough, but it sounds like from what you're saying, you have a high degree of confidence that you're going to be able to get the right kind of funding, the right amounts of what you need. Yeah, yeah, and and the good thing here is, like like I say, we can a little bit control the time frame. We we we're not at the gunpoint doing anything, so so uh, it, that that's, that that gives us a bit of an edge. Let's move into everything. Looks like it's you got your ducks in a row. Uh, you've got your AGM on December thirtieth. You don't foresee any issues there. The CSC has to uh, has to get done. Uh, they have to approve it. Uh, we don't foresee any issues there. So assuming everything moves along nicely and you start pouring concentrate and, and all that, how does the outlook look for the zinc market? Because you said earlier, you know, uh, no matter what, all commodities companies are uh, are beholden to to the prices of the commodities. Zinc looks very strong. How's the outlook look for 2023, not just in terms of price, but macro, demand, supply demand, all those kind of factors? Well, there's been a deficit of zinc in the market, and there's not a lot of zinc uh, available. And uh, hence, that's why we uh, look very favorably on, on, on the future of, of, of the zinc. And with China opening up uh, and et cetera, after, after their uh, fixed COVID uh, restrictions, we, we feel very 
upbeat and confident with this zinc price. I mean, they, this zinc price went up about 10% over the last couple of weeks. It, 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 re, it retreated a little bit uh, at the moment, but it shows the trend is rather upwards and downwards. And if, if we look at it like eight years back and, eight, and, and a few years in front, if we take the, take the mean average of that and how, how it's all been going, we, we feel quite optimistic that uh, we'll be in the right ballpark for a very positive uh, commodity prices. But as, as I just say, 2023, we, obviously yeah. this mine is going to be producing for quite a while. Uh, what does is, what is the zinc you know, macro demand situation look like? For the foreseeable future does it does it have a you know do you have any concerns about about you know 2024 25 26 or is it all looking pretty positive it, it uh, as far as we can see and, and the reports that we've been uh, doing our due diligence based on it looks very much in favor of us it's very right. that, that, that that's I, I just wanted to, you know it's one thing for me to say it i want everyone to hear it from you and obviously you guys do due diligence and even your funders everybody so you know you've got to but I want to ask that question nonetheless. Last question I have for you is, you also have your Newfoundland project, the Daniels yep. Harbor. Uh, yep. We've talked about that in the past. I didn't want to forget about it. Uh, maybe you just want to give us a quick update there on what the status is and what next steps might be there. Or maybe you're going to be focusing all on Namibia now, but I want to air that with you. No, no. So what we'll be doing is we'll be continuing our exploration activities on the Daniels Harbor. and we. We very much want to continue that and, and because now also with the technical team and the experience that we are getting in-house in, in into UPIC with the Namibian project, uh, there's nothing saying that we can't make uh, Daniels Harper a small little uh, sink outfit. So uh, it actually just gives us more confidence that, and in building up our uh, universal and, and international technical team to advance that project. So that's working in, in our favor. And it's worth also mentioning the R500 investment that we did in Namibia. They're advancing on, on, on their projects, even though we sit there on the sideline. But uh, yeah, so so we and we are looking at other opportunities in in, 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 in in the sector. So yeah, so keep 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 posted. Well, I've got to figure if you're able to pull off this major acquisition, which I think is an incredible acquisition for especially for a company of your size. And you're able to wrap it all up and get the funding in. You're probably going to have a big enough of a following out there uh, on the funding institutional side, the the world of zinc, where you might become the go-to at some point. Where George Calm has a zinc project, but I can't get it going. I don't have the right structure. I don't have the right financing place. And you know, I I start calling Ville. Do, do you foresee that kind of situation occurring in 2023, where you start getting some phone calls from companies that are short resources, have great projects, but just can't get there and, and they need a good partner or an acquisition? Well, well that's already happening. But the, the main main thing is, of course, and what, what, what I've always said is a lot of exploration companies have this problem. They can do the exploration, they can do the reports, but they have no capabilities of going any further. And usually they don't want to go any further. That's the case in probably 90% of them. They want to then sell it and move it off. However, my background and, and our background here with the UPIC team is, is technical. So we can actually, we understand the processing, we understand the mining factor. And hence, that's why we, uh, we, we can take these projects from, uh, from the discovery point and into production. And I, I think that's very important. And we'll, and we'll, we'll show the world that we can. 
and let's talk about that as our last point here that you know this i'm sure a lot of people in the world knew that this project was you know this company is up for grabs and so on and so forth but you guys were able to identify the project do due diligence you know because you have such a great team and make that acquisition decision when others couldn't or weren't able to what does that say about you know your team well i mean we were in competitions with others about acquiring the 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 mine and and it was quite stringent uh, process and 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 we had to go through a very uh, thorough due diligence from our renter which is a you know it's a 21 billion dollar fund from the us so you know they took they take no bullshit it's professional guys and so for us it's it, it's an honor to have been chosen to to lead the project and also if we look at how the structure of the acquisition is they've basically taken a decision to to uh, uh, take part of it with us and, and take part in the journey. And, and for that, we're very uh, grateful. Last word to you, Phil, is December 19th. You've just put a really nice present in everyone's stockings, I think. When the AGM makes it official, I think that'll be the New Year's gift for everybody. Because I don't want to call it Christmas gift yet. It's not officially wrapped up, but it's almost there. Uh, what, what final word do you want to say to your shareholders and new people who, because again, you have a big following. You have a lot of people out there who really respect what you do, and maybe they're they're not in UB yet. What's that message you want to get out to everybody? Well, I just want to first of all thank all the shareholders and all the stakeholders of of, of UB for the ongoing support, and it's been very valuable through the uh, turmoil times over the last month in this 2022, which has been a very difficult year in the market. But uh, I think the message that I want to get across is that uh, we think about our, our shareholders and, and our shareholders' value. And uh, I think we've shown that as a team that it, that's where we go. And, you know, we're, we're not the lifestyle company. We, we do deliver and, and we create value. And we're going to extract some beautiful shiny metals out of the ground next year. I love it. I love it, Bill. Love the smile on your face, my friend. Uh, listen, as a shareholder myself, I think I speak on behalf of everyone where I say congratulations, thank you, looking forward to this getting all finalized with the I's getting dotted and T's getting crossed in the next two, three weeks, and obviously we'll have you back then, but in the meantime, thanks you know, thanks for giving us all a great early Christmas gift, and, uh, and happy holidays, Merry Christmas to your family as well, my friend. Thank you, George, and the same to you. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcasts on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Ville Williamson, he's a CEO at Ubique Minerals, trades in Canada under UBQ. For those new to the story, and I think that's going to be a lot of you because this is getting a lot of attention and you want to get caught up, you've, you've watched this or you've heard this, you want to do a little more due diligence, get to the company's profile page on Agoracom. We've got all neatly laid out there for you so you get a really good 1,000 foot view of the company. And then when you got that under your belt, head over to the Ubique website to your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.